Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is to create moments that change lives. We pray that these weekly messages will be a moment in your day that leads to a change in your life. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. We've been doing this series over this last couple of weeks called His Name Is. So everybody say, His Name Is... His name is, and we've discovered that there's just something about names, right? I mean, they say something about the person who gave the the name. They say something about the person who that is their name. And we've been talking about this idea of names. In fact, help me out with a little survey here today all over the room. How many of you, you like your name? Raise your hand if you like your name, all right? All right, a few of you, put your hand down. Okay, how many of you, you don't like your name? Come on, you don't like it? You wish you had a different name? How many of you go by something other than your given name? Come on, raise your hand a few of you. All right. Well, hey, I was thinking about some funny names. In fact, how many ever known somebody that has a funny name, right? I was thinking about a few funny names that I came across one time. I mean, first of all, there was the Mann family and they named their daughter Anita Mann. Not good, right? Not good. Or how about this one? I mean, if one cheesy joke is good, then two's better, right? How about this one? The Wright family, and they kind of messed up. They named their daughter Eileen. Eileen Wright. <laughs> Come on, these are the best I got. You got to help me here today. All right. And then there was the Price family. They named their daughter Lois Price. And then this is my absolute favorite one, the Bacon family, who named their son Chris P. Bacon. Come on, they don't get any better than that, y'all, right? Now, I know, cheesy, cheesy jokes, but names are really important. In fact, those of you that are soon-to-be parents, I thought I would help you out and make sure you don't make any mistakes kind of like that that you might regret when you're naming your children. And so there are two rules for naming your children. The first rule is a very important rule. If you ever dated someone with that name, do not name your child that. Amen, right? And rule number two goes along with rule number one. And rule number two is this never, ever, ever, ever break rule number one. Come on, amen. Right, because you'll be in major trouble. Well, hey, we've learned that names are really important, and what we've been doing in this series is we've actually been talking about the names of Jesus. In fact, when God wanted to send his son, which is what we celebrate at Christmas time, when he wanted to send his son to be the savior of the world, he wanted us to know a little bit about himself, and he wanted us to know about his son and what he would be like. So through the prophet Isaiah, he spoke to us and told us what his name would be. In fact, we find it in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. This is what the prophet writes. He writes, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called, everybody say these names aloud, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. The prophet Isaiah is saying, hey, there is a son that is going to come. And when he comes, he's going to be the savior of the world. In fact, all the governments and all of the power of the world will be upon his shoulders. And this is how you will recognize him. This is what he will be. He will be a wonderful counselor. In fact, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, how he came to be our advisor, our guide to give us counsel that he wants to have intimate input into every part of our lives. 
lives, that he will be the mighty God. We talked about that last week, that nothing is too powerful or too big for him, that he is so powerful that he wants to work for you, but not just for you. But the Bible says that his power can actually be at work in you, that he is the mighty God. And then he says he will be the everlasting, the eternal father. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. What does it mean to be the eternal father? What does it mean to be the everlasting father? And the truth is, when we talk about it, like we have to really kind of admit that that word father actually kind of evokes some emotion, doesn't it? I mean, for some of you here today, when you hear me talking about Jesus being the everlasting Father, you, talk, you hear me talking about God being our Father, you have some thoughts because of your relationship with your Father, maybe some emotions that you feel. I mean, for some of you, maybe you had a, a good dad who was there, and you can maybe remember those memories of you know, playing catch in the backyard, or maybe having that daddy-daughter date, or having that time when you went on that trip together, or that time that you spent, you know, at Christmas time with your father and maybe you have some good memories which bring some good emotions when you hear the word father but we also have to be honest and we have to admit for some maybe even sitting in this room or watching online today when you hear me talking about God being your father that's not exactly bringing up some good emotions because maybe some of you didn't have a good relationship with your father. Maybe you had a father who wasn't there for you. Maybe you don't have those memories of playing catch with your father. Maybe you had a father who was kind of difficult to have relationship with. And here's the truth that we have to understand this morning as we talk about the everlasting father is this. That our view of our heavenly father will come through the lens of our relationship with our earthly father. And maybe some of you are here today and maybe you didn't have a good relationship with your earthly father. In fact, for some of you, maybe you grew up in a home where your father was completely unreasonable. Maybe you grew up in a home where it didn't matter what you did. It just didn't seem like you could please him. It didn't matter if you brought home all A's. It didn't matter how many goals you scored. It didn't matter how many awards you won. It was just like he had these high expectations for you. And no matter how clean you kept your room. And no matter how many times you did the dishes. And no matter how perfect of a, of a, of a son or a daughter you were. It was like, my father is unreasonable. And I just can't seem to please him. And because of that, that affects how you view the eternal father as well. In fact, maybe you're sitting in this room today and maybe your idea of God is this God that is so far away, this God that has so many rules, this God that I can't seem to please. You read the Bible and you see all these commandments and all these things and all these you know, obligations and do's and don'ts. And maybe, maybe you think in your heart, I can never measure up to God's expectations of me and all of that comes through the lens that you see God through the relationship that you had with your earthly father. Maybe some of you are here and maybe your earthly father wasn't necessarily unreasonable, but maybe he was a little more unreliable. Maybe he just wasn't there. Maybe he was absent. Maybe he abandoned you. Maybe, maybe when you were young, maybe your, your parents got divorced and you just didn't see him much. Or maybe, maybe he was there. Maybe he came home from work every single night and he was there, but he wasn't really there. Maybe you didn't have a relationship with him. Maybe he was too busy talking on his phone or too busy watching sports or too busy thinking about work. And because you had this father who was so unreliable, what you had to do is you had to become very self-reliant. 
Because you couldn't rely on your dad to be there. You had to say, hey, he's not there. My parents aren't there. Nobody else is there for me. So I just got to toughen up and I've got to rely on myself. And you even hear me talking today about having relationship with a heavenly father, with the eternal father. And you think, well, I don't need that because I'm tough. I can rely on myself. Maybe some of you, you grew up with a dad who maybe wasn't necessarily unreliable. Maybe he was just one who was more untouchable. You know, let's be honest. Sometimes men come on in the house. Sometimes we can be kind of, kind of harsh, kind of tough, kind of gruff. Sometimes we're not the most tender or the most loving or the most caring. Sometimes men, we have a tendency to not show our emotions very much. And maybe some of you, you had a dad like that, or you had a family relationship like that. And you never heard those words that you wanted so bad to hear. I love you. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. Maybe some of you even in this room today and you still carry those scars in your life today because you had a father you couldn't approach, a father who was untouchable. Maybe even today as you hear me talking about the eternal father and that he's a God in heaven who loves you, you think, yeah, but maybe he loves me, but how could I really know him? Because he's so far away. And maybe the relationships of your life have made you feel that maybe God is that way as well, that maybe he's a good God and maybe he's a loving God, but he's, he's still God and he's still so far away. How could I ever really know him? How could I ever come close to him? And the truth of the matter is today is that the way we see the eternal father will many times come through the filter of the relationship we had with our earthly fathers. And here's the thing that we have to understand is no matter what our relationship with our earthly father is like, they are simply that, an earthly father. Like they're human. Like they may be a good dad, they may be a bad dad. I don't know, but here's the thing. They're human and because we are human, we have flaws and we have failures and we have, we have things, we make mistakes and sometimes we don't, we, we, we let people down and we disappoint people. And even if you had a good dad, come on, even a good dad is far from a perfect dad. I mean, I'm so blessed today because I have, I had a great dad growing up, great mom, grew up in an incredible home. I'm still a great, you know, close to my dad. He's like one of my best friends. We play golf together on a regular basis. And, and he's an incredible dad, but even as good as he is, how many know there is a difference between being a good dad, even a great dad, and being a perfect dad, right? And the truth is that every human being is going to make mistakes, Every relationship that you have, there's going to be times when they, lay, when they let you down or when they disappoint you. But here's the good news today, that Jesus came, that he is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, and he is the eternal father. You know what that means? That means that he's not human, that he was, yes, he walked in Jesus' shoes. He, he walked in human form on this earth as, as a human, but he's also completely God. And that means that he is perfect in every way. He doesn't have the flaws and the failures and the faults that, that men have on this earth. And so he is a perfect perfect father that even the, the wounds that you have from your relationships, maybe with your dad or your mom or other relationships, he is so perfect that he can fill every single gap. And that's what I want to talk about for just, just a few minutes today. His name would be eternal father. What does that mean? What, what is the eternal father? And I think there, there are three kind of main characteristics that I want us to see today about the eternal father. If you're taking notes, 
And that is this, number one, the eternal father, he is, he is a father who cares. He's a father who cares for us. In fact, look what the scripture says about it in Psalm 103 and verse 13. It says, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. What does that say? It's saying, hey, God cares for you. He cares about your need. He cares about where you're at. He cares about how you feel. He's not just some cosmic being up in the sky who is untouchable that you can only know from a distance. He is a God who wants to be intimately involved in every single detail of your life. Sometimes I think that's difficult for us to understand because of situations, because of other relationships, because of hurts and disappointments. Sometimes, sometimes I think we find ourselves a lot like the disciples. I mean, think about the disciples. You may remember the story when the disciples and Jesus, they got into the boat and as they got out into the boat, they found themselves in this, in this great storm and suddenly the wind is blowing and the rain is coming down and the boat is filling up with water and the disciples are kind of freaking out and so they go to find Jesus and where do they find Jesus? Jesus is in the back of the boat. The Bible says sleeping on a cushion. Now, isn't that just like a dad to be taking a nap, right? And here he is in the middle of this storm. And they wake Jesus up. And I think it's interesting the words that these are the exact words that the scripture says that they say to Jesus. They wake him up and they say, Master, don't you care that we perish? In other words, they're going, hey, I'm not really sure that you really care about me. Like, don't you see that there are winds and there are waves? Don't you see that the water is filling, the boat is filling up with water? Don't you see that we're going to drown? And don't you even care about the situation that we're in? And I think sometimes we're a lot like the disciples that we find ourselves in storms and we find ourselves in difficulties of life. And we wonder, is there really an eternal father that, that sees us? Does he know us? And sometimes we even want to go, God, like, like, don't you even care? Don't you see that I'm drowning here? Don't you see that my marriage is falling apart? God, don't you, like you're supposed to be the eternal father, but don't you see that our finances are in ruin? Don't you see that we're just trying to like keep our head above water here? Don't you know what I'm going through? And don't you, don't you care? In fact, some of you are in this room like that right now. You're facing a storm. And boy, on the outside, you got it all together. It's Christmas Sunday. And you got your Christmas sweater on. I see some of you out there. Like I see a lot of red and green and buffalo plaid. I mean, you're looking good today. And on the outside, man, you're all ready to go out there and take your pictures with Santa so you can post it on Instagram and everybody can see how good your life is. And on the surface, everything looks good. But underneath, you're struggling just to stay afloat. You like that duck up on the water, man, on the top. It looks like everything's good, but underneath, man, those feet are just going, and you're just wondering, does anybody see? Does anybody know? Does anybody care? And here's what I want you to understand, that even when nobody else sees, even when nobody else knows, there is an eternal Father that he sees, and he knows, and he cares. In fact, Jesus said it like this. Check this out in the Book of Matthew chapter six and verse 31. Look what he says. He says, don't worry. Saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, but your heavenly father, what? Knows that you need them. 
What's he saying? He's saying, hey, he knows what you need. And he cares about every single one of your needs. In fact, I think about it like this. I mean, isn't this what a father does as a father? Like I have, I have three children, I have a daughter who's 19 or about to be 19, a daughter who's uh, about to be 18 and a son who's five. And, and, and here's the thing is I care about every one of their needs. In fact, I don't want them to be worrying about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, what they're going to wear. I wouldn't mind if they'd worry about putting their dishes in the dishwasher after they ate, you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't want them to worry about that. I don't want them to worry about what kind of car they're going to drive, maybe get a job and pay for your insurance. That'd be awesome. But you know, I joke around about that stuff. But as their father, I don't want them worrying about that stuff. Why? Because that's not their responsibility. Whose responsibility is it? It's mine to take care of their needs. That's what I do as a dad. Now, if me as a very imperfect dad wants very much to make sure that my children have what they need, how much more is a perfect God in heaven? How much more does the eternal father care about every single need? He knows and he cares about you today. In fact, the scripture says it like this, Matthew chapter seven and verse nine, it says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone. And if he asks for fish, will give him a snake, uh, give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who simply ask him? That's the Father. That's, that's Jesus that came to this earth, the eternal Father that he cares, that, that even more than a natural Father who if you ask your dad, you know, give me some bread, he's not going to give you a stone or give you a snake. Even a bad dad's not going to do that. And he says, how much more then is a perfect father in heaven? How much more is he going to take care of every single one of your needs? And some of you are facing some stuff. You're carrying some stuff around. And here's the truth. He cares about it. In fact, he invites you to bring those cares to him. In 1 Peter 5 and verse 7, he says, cast all your cares on him. Why? Because he cares for you. See, he's an eternal father. He's a father who cares. But then notice the second thing, and that is this, that he's a father who's consistent. Everybody say consistent. Consistent. I mean, you know, sometimes as dads, it's hard to be consistent, right? I mean, sometimes you say one thing and then you end up doing something else. And, and some of us, maybe you had some, a dad who just, the truth is, wasn't very consistent, wasn't very faithful. And you always had to wonder, like, what mood is dad going to be in today? Like, you know, is it going to be a good day? Is it a bad day? Which dad are we going to get? And here's what happens. Dads, listen up. Inconsistent fathers produce insecure children. I'll say that again for those in the back, all right? Inconsistent fathers produce insecure children. Dads, listen up. When we're not consistent in our moods, guess what happens? Our children wonder, can they approach us? And they become insecure in, in their lives. And here's what happens in, in, our, in our own lives. Truth is, this last couple of years, how many would say it's been very challenging? How many would say there's been a whole lot of uncertainty and a whole lot of inconsistency, right? And what does that produce in us? A lot of times an insecurity. I don't know, should I do this or should I do that? And sometimes we look to other people to help us to find that confidence. But can I tell you that there is actually a perfect father in heaven who is not inconsistent in his mood. He is the same. You can come to him over and over because he is faithful. In fact, James that talked about it like this. Check this out in James chapter one and verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights who what? Who does not change like shifting shadows. 
Guess what? Relationships change. Guess what? Seasons change. Guess what? Culture changes. But our eternal father, he does not change like shifting shadows. He is faithful. Bible says in Hebrews 13 and verse eight that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know what that means? You can count on him. You can depend on him. You know what that means? That means you can trust him. Some of you have a hard time trusting God because you've had relationships where people let you down, but people are people and people will make mistakes and people are inconsistent, but he's not inconsistent. He is always faithful and that's very, very good news. No matter what you're going through, you have a faithful father eternally. You can trust. You know what's some even better news than that is this, hey, not only is Jesus faithful, but he's faithful even when we're not. Wow, look what the scripture says in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 13. If we are faithless, he will what? He will remain faithful. That's the father that we serve. That's what Christmas is all about, that he is this son who is wonderful counselor, mighty God, eternal father, a father who cares, father who's consistent. But then notice this last one, and that is this, he's a father who's close. Maybe some of you grew up without a father. Maybe you didn't have a relationship with your family. Maybe you hear us talking today about church and, you know, Christmas is all about family. And you go, man, I don't have a family. My dad wasn't there. My mom wasn't there. Maybe some of you this year, maybe you lost your dad or maybe you lost your mom. Truth is, sometimes Christmas time is difficult because of the people that we've lost and the memories that come during a season like this. Maybe some of you, your dad wasn't absent, but he wasn't very available either. He was there, but he wasn't really there. Truth is, earthly fathers can be distant. Truth is, earthly relationships and people can be distant. But here's the good news is that the eternal father, he is always close. The Bible says it like this in Psalm 145 and verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon his truth. Let me just tell you something today. God is not far away. He's not just some God up in the sky who is distant. He is a father who is close and all you have to do is reach out to him. He is never too busy. The Bible says it in Psalm 145 and verse 18, or Psalm 102 and verse 17 that he listens to the prayers of the destitute for he is never too busy to heed their requests. You know, truth is, moms and dads, sometimes, even as good moms and dads, we're kind of too busy. There's sometimes when my five-year-old son comes and he's like, Daddy, can you, you know, get me some orange juice or, or whatever, especially Saturday mornings. This is when it always happens because Saturday mornings, I'm studying my message and getting ready, praying, getting ready for Sunday so I can come and speak and lead the church on a Sunday and never fails Saturday mornings. Ethan wants me like four or five times. And as much as I love him, as much as I want to help him, sometimes I'm like, son, I'm too busy right now studying my sermon so I can tell everybody about the love of Jesus tomorrow. Come on, leave me alone. <laughs> And even as a hopefully good dad, sometimes I'm too busy for my son. Do you know what the scripture says? God's never too busy. Oh, he's the king of the universe. He's got all these things to do. But it says it right there. He will listen. If we come to him, he hears the prayers of the destitute. He's never too busy to heed your request. He's as close as a prayer. All you got to do is draw close to him. Scripture says it like this in James 4 and verse 8, come near to God and he will come near to you. That's what we celebrate today. That's what Christmas means. 
the God of the universe came down in bodily form to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us, so that he could be the wonderful counselor to guide us in every part of our life, so that he could be the mighty God so that his power could work for us and in us and through us, so that he could be the eternal father That no matter how our other relationships have let us down, that no matter if our dad or our mom or our brother, our sister, our family or a church or a pastor or someone else let us down, that he would be the God who cares about every need, that he is faithful and perfect and consistent in every way. And he is close. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And all we have to do is draw near to him. He will draw near to us. 